welcome to Old Fashioned Finance, the podcast that mixes mocktails and high finance. I'm your host, Lucy Burnell, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow money mugglers, Jack and Brayden. Lucy, can a podcast about finance be entertaining? Not without teenagers. Well, all right, let's mix it up. Woo! All right. That was good. Wow. It only took 300 wow. times. Yeah. <laughs> you guys were not as cute as the kids. I'm just <laughs> Yeah, you guys are going to have to step it up. The last two episodes were super cute. This one's not going to be cute at all. Yeah, It already smells bad in here. It smells (laughs) like teenager. I knew knew that's what you were going to say. Well, because it's the truth. (laughs) Thanks, Dad. I I didn't shower this morning because I knew I wouldn't have to. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) Hey, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. You happy to be here? Yes. I mean, you could be sleeping in. Or, I mean, it's pretty early for teenagers. It's working. 11, man. <laughs> yeah, it's late. It's yeah. 11. You're Not in up. my house. They don't sleep in that late. And no. we're going to drink mocktails for crying out loud. So Ooh. this is episode three of the Teaching Kids About Money series. Like I said, the last two were super cute. Uh, so good luck to you. Um, <laughs> hopefully you have really smart things to say. <laughs> no pressure. I mean, Jason and I say smart things every time once in a while. I mean, at least one smart comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're listening, uh, you keep listening. So right. I guess there's thank a reason you. they keep thank coming. You. And thank you, by the yeah. way. Tell your thumbs up. Tell your friends. <laughs> uh, actually, we don't do this enough. Right. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, go out to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Uh, five star review would be five nice, stars. Right. Um, if you feel like it's if worth you it. feel like it's worth five stars, if it's not, be honest, dang it, yeah. we want to know. Exactly, we're up against Ben Shapiro here. We're trying to win. Yeah, we're not delivering the <laughs> you know drinking from the water hose kind of. But I can talk really fast. I promise, I can talk really fast. I, I think that we could just have them speed up our podcast <laughs> yeah, if we want to do the true. Shapiro thing. We can't. Our brains don't work that fast. No. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, we are just going to from the top emphasize that we are drinking mocktails like lucy said mocktails all right we are not drinking with teenagers okay they do that on their own i'm sure <laughs> that's a lot hey <laughs> right jason <laughs> yeah we have two more burnell kids here because jason has so many of them yeah uh, <laughs> and we didn't even have all of them I on know. the podcast <laughs> i really want to hear what the little one has to say oh uh, she was she ran into the door when we were recording the other ones and Aww. i was like oh she got to participate <laughs> <laughs> So we, we've got two of Jason's kids here, and then we've got Kristen Stelzer's uh, son. Yes. Uh, Kristen's one of our relationship managers here. And Brayden, it's really funny because you and I talked on the phone the other day. There's going to be some real practical stuff for this episode. So I'm excited. I know that you guys know a little something about money. I sure hope because all of your parents work in the financial industry. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how good they prepared you. But let's get into the cocktail or the mocktail real quick. What we're drinking today is what's referred to as a non-alcoholic Moscow mule, but I have lovingly termed this the Baptist mule. Sorry, Baptist friends. Yeah. That's my way of saying no alcohol. <laughs> so I heard a funny offended. one today about a Baptist. They said they were referring to people being aggressive and they said it's like uh, a Baptist church jumping into a casserole. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah i think i think that's those carrying funny, actually. those carrying dinners are for real yeah uh, yeah, yeah that's that was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is really simple for you to make at home uh what we're drinking here and we haven't tried them yet right guys nope. right okay uh instead of vodka or uh bourbon or tequila i mean you can make mules with just about anything you said vodka first that's like well 
That's Fuck the sucks. Moscow mule. That's what everybody <laughs> knows. What everybody should drink yeah. is a Kentucky mule. That's right. Uh, but, you know, for these folks here, uh, we're, we're going with club soda. Okay. Club soda. So two ounces of club soda, four ounces of ginger beer. And I have to emphasize non-alcoholic ginger beer because yeah, you can we buy use, it both we ways. We use Q. Q brand, which okay. is becoming harder and harder to find, yeah. by the way. This is kind of potent ginger beer, though. It's very good. It's yeah. non-alcoholic, but it's got... Uh, we've talked about this one on the podcast before. Uh, it balances out the other flavors that we normally have in here. Um, <laughs> you know, it's got like a, a spiciness to it. It uh, does. And it's made with chilies, actually. So, Ooh. Uh, so two ounces club soda, four ounces ginger beer, non-alcoholic for this version, and a squeeze, just a squeeze of lime juice. You're going to put that in a tumbler or a if you have a copper mug, it's perfect. Fill it up with ice, mix that up, drink, and away you go. So All let's right. take a sip, guys. Let's Cheers. see what we think. Ooh. Cheers. Thanks for being on the show Cheers. with us. This is the only payment you're going to re- this is the only payment you're going to receive for the for the record. Ooh. Lucy thinks it's disgusting. Yeah. Is it too spicy? I don't like it. Too spicy? I don't know. It gets you in the throat. What's Brayden right think? Back there. Could have been, been spicier. What do you think, Jack? Really? It's kind of interesting, I guess. I mean, it's not too spicy, but it's not super spicy. I mean, I don't know. Is it a is it a hot summer day drink? Do you think? Oh yes. I, you know what? It's missing something. It, well, yeah, <laughs> it's missing a little kick. Right? Dang it! <laughs> I've been holding. It, Three episodes, man. We haven't actually had a drink. <laughs> I know. Well, there was that one in between that I will not speak of. Oh, yeah. That I had right. to fly solo. Yeah, I know. Uh, you don't have to listen to that one, by the way. <laughs> yes, you do. Listen, I listened. It's good. It was hard. Oh, uh, uh, it's okay, buddy. Uh, I was. I, def- I was. Sick. I definitely I was, drank on that one. <laughs> I couldn't even. I couldn't even have talked if we tried. So it would have been bad. All right. So moving on. Uh, before we jump both feet, or how many feet do we have here? 10 feet into the finance topic. Um, I have some questions for you guys. This is what we did in the last couple episodes. We asked the kids questions. Again, their answers were much cuter than yours are going to be. So we're going to step these up a little bit. I'm scared. Let's, let's go around the, the horn here. <laughs> I'm scared. Brayden, in your opinion, what's the difference between a want and a need? Uh. <laughs> Obviously through the lens of money. Oh, want is something that you might, uh, it might be really appealing to you, but aren't going to really use it in your everyday life. And a need is going to be something that is going to benefit you and you're going to use it every day and it's going to be helpful to you like a knife. Okay. So that was the easy part of the question. And this is why I asked you this question. Uh, Martin guitar, want or need? Need. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. I knew I liked you. All right, you answered correctly. <laughs> yeah, cue the. You, you get another drink. You get another drink. <laughs> Lucy, uh, what does it mean to you to spend within your means? Um. Well, spending within your needs means means, your means yeah, like within the amount of money you have. Um. I mean, don't spend all your money. You obviously got to save, and if you know that you want, like, you don't have a lot that you can save, then don't buy all the wants. Then only really get what you need. 
kind of helps determine wants and needs, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you don't have enough. To, yeah. yeah. A Martin guitar might be a need if you've got enough and then some to spare. Well, <laughs> you know, Lucy has a job, so she sees at, you know, the local coffee shop people in uh-huh. spending. What do you think oh, the yeah. average drink is there? How, how much? Like what's an orange mocha frappuccino cost these days? <laughs> <laughs> um, a frappuccino? Probably five, six dollars. Wow. And if you buy one every day, that's that adds up. Yeah. yeah. And as a percentage of your hourly wage, it's a lot. Yeah, definitely. Jack, I got one for you, buddy. What's an example of something that you feel was a smart purchase? Oh, gosh. Well, for me, you know, <laughs> I I do firewood at home as like a summer job, sort of. So uh, I was using my father's chainsaw, which I hate using mm. his stuff because when it breaks, sure I have to replace it. I'm sure he loves using his chainsaw too. Yeah, I love. Well, it. it's an old yeah. piece of crap, so you know it was starting to. It's an old fall piece apart. Of crap. Oh god! Hey, just no hey. c word. This is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was falling apart like himself, so you know we. we <laughs> it's gonna be like that. <laughs> we, uh, I went up to the steel dealer and bought a new chainsaw because you know. If I don't have a chainsaw, I can't cut wood. And if I can't cut wood, I can't make money. Good. Here's another one. Follow up for you. What's one thing you regret spending money on? Stupid stuff like Monster Energy. Ooh. Ooh. So like drinks? Regret that yeah. for so many reasons. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's- Lucy, let's ask that one all, all the way around. What's one thing you regret spending money on? Hmm. Uh, Orange mocha frappuccinos? No. <laughs> she doesn't buy frappe lappes. <laughs> Books. For Whoa, sure. Oh, really? Yes, because I have read, bought so many books that I haven't liked, and then I've just like thrown them away. And I know you can get like free books online these days. Like, might as well. It's one of those ways you can just save a little bit of money. The classics you can get free online. Oh, uh, the classics you have to buy because those well, are the best. I have some friends who say, <laughs> if he ain't dead, he ain't red. Uh, <laughs> Brayden, what about one thing you regret spending money on? The better question is, has your mom ever let you spend money before? <laughs> like even once? Yes. Tell me like the number of times that she let you buy a pop at a gas station. Oh, never. <laughs> <laughs> she brought a gallon of orange juice. All right, so you don't regret anything, huh? Uh, I have regrets. I'm just trying to think of one that I truly regret. All right, we'll, we'll come back to it. Think about it. Let's talk about it. Remind me to come back to that at the end of the episode, okay? All right, let's jump in. All right, finance topic. Here we go. Teaching teenagers about money. So we spent the first episode talking about why it's important to talk to kids about money. The second episode was teaching younger kids about money. So we've been in that, you know, six to 10. Well, I guess Max was on the show, too. So four to 10 age group. Right. Yeah. And now we're dealing with uh, like full blown teenagers. Right. right? Near not 12 and 13 year olds. Yeah. Okay. So teaching uh, teenagers about money. I've split this up into three categories, really uh, three conversations here. And the first one being something that you all are used to uh, work and the importance of tying work to money and money to work. Yeah, and putting those two things together, right? So that when one comes up in your mind, the other also does. Yeah, right, and I Jason? mean, this is something that you have to instill in these kids. Like, again, I think we said those formative years, that seven to 10 year old, you know, work equals in our house, it's work equals commission. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're working to earn money and they, they just connect that. That money isn't just coming out of mom and dad's ATM. Yeah. And, 
you know, this is a concept that I think our society is like really struggling with right mm-hmm. now, right? Employment Adults numbers. are struggling with this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we if I think a big part of our society got a break. Yeah. You know, Definitely. during during COVID Definitely. times and so and they determined during that time that they didn't want to go back, which is some people had the means to to take time and they're done like they can be done. The great resignation is what they're calling this yeah. now. So people are just retiring, but you know, I think it's a strange concept to me because I think you had jobs in high school, mm-hmm. right? That kids aren't expected to have a job at all. Yeah. And that other responsibilities trump the need for them to fund their own lives. We sort of talked about this on the uh you know, the don't pay for your kids college episode yeah. unless dot 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 right yeah. <laughs> and, and how uh, it is kind of the trend now where kids don't have jobs in high school uh and then maybe not even into college because uh and there can be some good things right like uh we want to focus on your studies and things like that but sure. also the things that it does deprive your kids of establishing work ethic from a young age uh when do you guys anybody can chime in here when do you uh remember kind of the tie between work and money kicking in mm, like yeah for me, it was probably like five years old doing chores around the house that I absolutely hated, but it got me stupid stuff like bubble gum mm-hmm. at the grocery store. Bazooka Zooka bubble gum. <laughs> no, I'm too cheap for that. I just got whatever <laughs> was like the 30 some cents a stick. No big league chew in your house? No. Okay. For me, Your kids are deprived. <laughs> for me, it's probably going to be uh, 13. Just started doing not really chores, but extra things that I, I didn't need to do, but I wanted to make, you know. A dollar or two and yeah just save it yeah i agree with you i started babysitting at 13 and you had to i had to really learn to like use my money wisely and not just spend it all well not just that i mean like the part of the work ethic piece of it is it's someone else's schedule you're working around yeah i think that that's good you know my oldest teenage son doesn't he makes his own schedule for work and that's just not good (laughs) you know like i mean but you know there's responsibilities that are different in every job i think that that is an important lesson to learn that you have to be at a place during certain times is another concept that we i think to a certain degree take for granted and a lot of folks aren't even kids especially aren't taught that yeah i mean it's just like a fundamental well, part of working. Jason, do you remember when you made the connection? I got to say, like, I think these guys have a significant upper hand when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. Money fights and money problems in my house growing up were unfortunately frequent. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't really between my my parents. It was more external family needing money. You know, I had lots of you know drug use, alcoholism in my family. And I think that that caused a lot of tension in my parents' relationship. And so, you know, some of my earliest money memories, it's actually connected to something that was really unfortunate. And I had earned money. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I worked at my mom and my aunt had an ice cream store. That's when that was probably my earliest memory, but it's also connected to a really negative one, which is that money got stolen out of my desk. Ooh, yeah. By one of my that's uncles. a way to make that connection right yeah. i worked for this yeah 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 so it like got double downloaded uh-huh. in my brain and i had worked I'd, it was probably like 100 bucks i mean it was a lot sure okay and it got taken by someone that was you know supposed to be trustworthy and holy moly like that 
I can see the card that he gave me apologizing in my head. It had a pink. Well, that was on nice of him. Well, because my dad was going to kill him. <laughs> it was either apologize or die, you know, so he chose the apology. Well, okay. So we talked about the importance of uh, instilling work, work ethic. And I think that early on tying money to work is, is really important. I'll share my experience because there's two that I can think of and then we'll move on to the next you topic. bailed or something. You were such a farm boy. Well, it is a farm memory. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did a lot of uh, sweeping out grain bins, which sounds easier than it oh is. Oh my gosh, I feel bad for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a little bit of the black lung, I think, probably from that. <laughs> um, but So and, that's why you smoke. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we only did that on the hottest days of the year, of course. Uh, by the way. There's nothing I, else to do. Very, very early on. I'm not even sure how old I was, but I remember my dad in, in the summertime, you know, we were home from school and he would put me in the middle of a 40 acre field and say, you pull all of these weeds <laughs> and I'll buy you a box of baseball cards. And I'm like, holy smokes, I want a box of baseball cards, right? So I spend nice. all day out there and he's chuckling the whole way back, you know, <laughs> I'm sure. And I spend all day out there and my hands are, you know, blistered and all that. I get my box of baseball cards. I get a little older and it's like, that was 20 bucks. I worked way harder. <laughs> right. But the other one, the other memory, and I think Lucy, you will probably sympathize with me on this one. If you've ever gotten a legit paycheck, right? Yep. FICA. Yeah. Yeah, FICA. Taxes. I got oh, my first yeah. paycheck, my first real paycheck, the the first job that wasn't under the table washing cars, things like that. Sure. From Kmart, I worked I don't know how many hours. I was making five fifteen an hour. I, You're really slick. old. Slick. <laughs> um, and my first paycheck was one hundred sixty two dollars. I'm like, dang, I'm rich. And then I looked and I'm like, wait a second, who is FICA and what did he do with my money? Right. So the tax man, that was a big one for yep. me. You get the privilege of helping other people pay for <laughs> <Yeah>. their social security. <laughs> All right. So so moving on to uh, the next section would be saving and investing. We sort of talked about this with the little kids uh, to start paying yourself first, right? Right. right. Um, but let's, let's dive in and, and move beyond that a little bit as far as funding goals that you guys have. So tell me a little bit. Uh, now that you're making money and things like that, what, what types of things are you guys saving for and how are you saving for those things? Well, uh, I just bought a new guitar and I yes. passed up a lot of purchases and just kept passing up back to the whole uh, wants and needs thing. Just yep. passed up a lot of wants and then I could afford a need. Mm-hmm. It, now it's become need a, a need. need right? I need yeah. this Martin guitar. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I, I feel like I was personally involved in that decision. Because you were personally right. involved. <laughs> he needed a Martin guitar. Yeah, I got on the phone with, uh, with Caleb and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, helped talk me into it, to say the least. <laughs> well, you got to look at a Martin guitar as an investment in the long term, too, right? Oh, gosh. And think about all, all the hours of enjoyment. And actually, you know, if you become a famous uh, bluegrass artist or something like that. I actually, that, yeah. I kind of view this as a negative investment, just so you know, you're going to learn to play the guitar. Girls are going to love you. And then you're going to get married. And then you're going to spend a lot of money. True. But I, I would say this. <laughs> My wife's not going to be happy to hear this, but. We are married because I played guitar. Yeah, no exactly. Yeah, because check. I asked her out every year in high school, and she only said yes when I played in a band. Um, I could just like envision you like trying to get your wife to go out like <laughs> singing a Brian Adams song or something. <laughs> no, I was too shy for that. That's right. Um, but, but that's interesting, right? You saved for that for quite a long time, Braden, right? Yeah, about four or five years. That's pretty long. I mean, you're 15. Yes. Yeah, so a third of your life you saved for this guitar. Right. Yeah. So that's huge. Lucy, are you saving for anything? 
Well, I just bought a car. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I saved basically my whole life for that thing. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was worth fun. it. Yeah. Because it'll last me a long time. What about you, Jack? Um, in the future, I would like to farm. So every time I earn money, I put 10% away in a mason jar upstairs in my bedroom to eventually, hopefully, buy a farm. Okay. Yeah. So Ooh. how how do we save mason jar? We talked about that we did. last episode, yeah. actually, the jar system. So I like it because it's visual. Kids learn visually. I still learn visually. It's also visual for your brothers and sisters. So you got to make sure you yeah. keep it hidden. <laughs> so get, getting into different ways that we... Getting into different ways that we save too. Uh, so there's different vehicles for saving. You use the jar. You probably have bank accounts. Yes. Right. Okay. Yep. No bank account yet, Braden. It's coming. Gun safe. Gun safe. Yeah, that right, works. Great. What's your return on the gun safe? Cool. Ugma, um, <laughs> <laughs> Utma accounts. Um, Jason, talk for like two seconds about Ugma and Utma. Yeah. So these are you know more legal structure around an account for a minor. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, not my favorite way of saving for kids. Probably the most common, though, wouldn't but you say? Very common. Yeah. So I and I don't recommend teenagers go out and like open a 529. Uh, I think if they want to get into investing, you know, doing a you know small brokerage account, mm-hmm. learn teaching them about simple investing principles is fine. But I think the whole concept of work, saving, spending some, giving a little bit is really the the fundamental importance it's not all around how much you're earning for yeah. example so ugma utmas that's uniform gift to minors act yep. uniform transfer Sorry, to minors. a lot part. of it depends on what state you're in uh, really which one may, may uh, apply these can be savings accounts cds they can be brokerage accounts yeah but mom and dad are going to help with that until you're uh, you reach an age of majority you know you mentioned brokerage accounts and i think this is great because just like anybody else you know kids emergency funds probably don't need to be as high but you know, when you're you're doing your budgeting and saving for things in the near future, like a car, you knew that was coming soon. A uh, guitar, um, that was a little bit longer purchase, but you know, you want some cash, but you have the opportunity at a young age to start investing too a little bit and learning basic principles. IRAs are one that I think are often overlooked. Minor IRAs, sure. So you guys are working, you're you're receiving an income. Lucy has a W two to prove it. Yeah. Um. So you know, you can even at this age start saving for retirement. Something that not a lot of folks yeah, know there's, about. And- there's a lot of there's a lot of talk around ways to use IRAs other than for retirement. So there is a couple outs of an IRA if they happen to start young, mm-hmm. where they can maybe use it for education or first time you know home purchase yep. things like that. And there's actually a, there's actually a proposal in Congress that has a little bit of momentum around expanding how you can take money out of an IRA for very specific life events yeah. that are logical, like an illness, for example. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, I think this is overlooked a lot. Uh, listen, guys, if you own a business and your kids do anything for you, IRAs are a wonderful way to, you know, you know, get some money over to your, your kids, help them fund their future. It's, yeah. It's a really good spot. If you can find money. some work, and I know Jack and Lucy were out here earlier this Pulling week weeds, doing some baby. landscaping, <laughs> uh, working a lot harder than I do here. Just kidding. No, I'm not. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can find some things for them to do and prove that you're, you know, you're paying them an income, an IRA is great, yeah. by the way, because kids also, from a tax standpoint, have uh, an exemption. They have a, de- a standard deduction, right? Right, so exactly. These are some... If, if you're looking at... Parents, I'm talking to you. If you're looking at ways to stow away money for your kids, the IRA is one that's not, uh, it's it's constantly overlooked. I think we think about UGMA, UPMA, we think about savings accounts, then we go right to Coverdale or 529. Right. But the IRA, you know, 
Tax deferred growth. I mean, you know, there's still some taxation if they take it out for education. We yep. have to work through, but it's not it, it's it's not a place that you should just forget about. Absolutely. Um, but talk to your tax person. Yeah. Uh, if if you if you're a business owner, there's I mean, you can pay your kids a pretty sizable amount of Enough. money. Stick that away in a retirement account. Uh, right. and it's beneficial for both of you. So, right. Right. We won't get into the details. That's out of the scope of this episode because we want to teach kids about money. So let's get into the next is spending. So we've talked about tying work uh, to money. We've talked about saving and investing. And then we've got spending. Okay. So Brayden, I want to ask you first, because I know your mom very well and the way that she views money. Is it hard for you to spend money? No, they just, they're very careful and try and make sure that I see all the ways that this could affect me negatively and positively. So I'm going to, be needing a car in a couple of years mm-hmm. so they always are telling me about that when i think about spending if you can find it cheaper someplace else a lot of times it's worth it you don't need it right that second find it somewhere else mm-hmm. get things used we go to garage sales all the time and get stuff that way but i'm gonna answer your my question to you for you yes it is hard for you to spend money i spent 10 minutes on the phone with you telling you to pull the stinking trigger already you've been saving he was having a visceral reaction you specifically we're saving for something and still we're having trouble with it do you guys have trouble spending money a little bit yes it depends what it's on there if you it's go something like a chainsaw i could go buy one used for 600 bucks but i could also go buy a brand new one for 800 bucks yeah yeah and I, know it's brand new yeah i think that it's funny that he said, yeah, Braden said the, you know, shopping around concept things again that I think we don't realize that, you know, kids will take, we, they're taking it for granted that mm-hmm. they've been taught. Like there's no shame in stopping at a garage sale and buying yeah. something. You know, there's no shame in waiting and shopping. Right. And I, I think our society is so driven towards the immediate that we forget that that is just one of the most simple ways to get what you want, mm-hmm. okay, and save could be a significant percentage. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big proponent of buying used. I've never bought a used car or a, a new car. I don't. I don't think I ever will actually. And I, I learned that early on. Whenever I bought a year old car, and, and the, the the contract was in the glove box, they the previous <laughs> owner had it for a year. Yeah, twenty one thousand miles. Right. They paid yep. thirty two thousand, and I paid sixteen. Okay. So the only thing that they can say is theirs is the only butt that sat in that seat. Aside from that, I bought a new car for half the price, right? So, you know, big proponent of that. What I want to get at with the spending thing a little bit is, you know, obviously uh, sitting around this table, uh, you've done a good job with your kids. Braden, your parents have done a good job. Sometimes, and we talked about this in the last episode, from an early age, you got to teach them if you're saving for something, it's okay to spend. Right. You know, there, there can be an unhealthy relationship with money where it's all about being frugal, and, yep. and and then you end up, you know, work is a, a means to get money, but you don't do anything with it. You're not generous with it. And I'm not saying that, by the way, guys. Uh, but I think it is important to budget in the spending and, and things of that nature. So that kind of brings me up to the last thing before we close this out, which is charity. H- have your parents taught you to be generous with money? And how do you think that's benefited you if they have? Our parents make us give 10%. We out of everything that we make, we have to donate ten percent to either the church or charity or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, God gives you the money, so you give it back to Him. Yeah, wow, we've, we've definitely <laughs> been taught to tithe for sure. If I don't think I would want to at all if it weren't for my parents, because it's hard to make money and then spend it. 
somewhere where you're not going to, you don't think you're going to benefit. So another thing, and we've touched on this before, but I'll just reemphasize this. A a lot of folks, I think when they're teaching their kids about money, they say, well, we'll teach that part of it later. In the meantime, it's my kids, you know, they do what they want with their money, whatever. I'm going to teach them about saving, but uh, kids are going to be who they are between ages seven and nine. That's where these money habits set in, right? And if you don't teach them to be charitable or generous, probably never going to be charitable or generous. Brayden, what's what's your experience with, with charity and giving? Pretty much the same. Just when you're making money and you want to give to the church, just take a little bit out. And it's you can't act like you're always self-made. Like it's all your yeah. money. Like it's only you. There's a fair bit of generosity that comes into making your money when you're a kid. And just being able to give up a little bit is good. Yeah. And I, I think, too, uh, honestly, if it's a budget item, if it's something that you do, you don't miss the money. It was never yours. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, all you have to do is give like that seven year old the ten dollar bill and be like, I'm going to take one away from uh-huh. it. And they instantly, you know, they understand like, yep. whoa, this is a big deal. So, yeah. Man, those are, that was awesome. Good answers, guys. This has Jeez. been a good episode, I think. We're so um, smart, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, the little kids are definitely cuter, but uh, no. <laughs> This has been a good episode. I appreciate the uh, the feedback, guys. Uh, we are running over on time, so I'm going to close out the tab here. Thanks for having a drink with us this week. It is time to close out the tab. If you have a question or a topic you want to address on the Old Fashioned Finance Podcast, be sure to email us at podcast at bluejfg.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to share the show with someone you love or just someone who needs a little money muddling themselves. You can stay up to date with the latest action by following us on Facebook. Old Fashioned Finance is brought to you by Blue Jay Financial Group. That's bluejfg.com and produced by Pottery Studios. We've been your hosts, Caleb and Jason and Brayden and Lucy and Jack. Cheers, yeah, everybody. Cheers. Woo. Sign off. <laughs> Blue Jay Financial Group, LLC. Blue Jay is a registered investment advisor registered with the state of Ohio. Registration does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The presence of this advertisement on this podcast shall not be directly or indirectly interpreted as a solicitation of investment advisory services to persons of another jurisdiction unless otherwise permitted by statute. Follow-up or individualized responses to a consumer in a particular state by Blue Jay and the rendering of personalized investment advice for compensation shall not be made without first complying with jurisdiction requirements or pursuant an applicable state exemption. All verbal and written consent on this presentation is for information purposes only. Opinions expressed herein are solely those of Blue Jay unless other otherwise specifically cited. Material presented is believed to be from reliable sources, and no representations are made by our firm as to other parties' informational accuracy or completeness. All information or ideas provided should be discussed in detail with an advisor, accountant, or legal counsel prior to implementation.